This is the Half Court College Podcast. We'll start by breaking down our top 10 teams in college basketball and discuss where we disagree. Then we'll discuss some of our favorite teams from each of the power conferences and the Big East and discuss some potential national championship contenders. All right, we're going to start with our top 10 rankings for this week. And this one is a little more, the number one's a little more up in the air this week after uh, last week where Purdue got all the uh, votes in the AP poll. Um, I still have Purdue at number one. Yeah, uh, they got the most votes. They, they were the actual number one in the AP poll. They got the most first place votes. Um, so even though it was closer, uh, they were still like the, they were still the top choice. Uh, I ended up going with Alabama, who only got one first place vote, but oh well. You would have been you would have been the second, but yeah. So Purdue obviously lost the road game to Indiana. Um, I probably would have dropped them below. I don't know. I might have had them two or three had it like been like after the first half score, if it had been that, like that margin, then I might've had Purdue not at the one spot, but because they clawed back to like a five point uh, road loss against the team that I have at 17, I felt comfortable enough to keep them at number one, just move them down to the same tier as the people below. Yeah, no, I think I mean, I have Purdue at three. I have them on the same tier as this. And like, they are still like the resume. That's like the most like, the least amount like again as we said before like i've said before like they're the resume with the least amount of failure um they've like lost both their games by like minus six points both their opponent both their losses are to ranked teams um this was on the road like it really is yeah. better records games still um they were even like they were they were even like the at closed like the line was even like this wasn't like this really wasn't like a disappointing outcome for uh for purdue really yeah no, this um, was the toughest game on their schedule left and it looked ugly at first, but the, Zach Eady really clawed them back and had a really good game in a in a loss for them. I think what did he finish with? He had like thirty three and fifteen at least. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, thirty three and eighteen. Sorry, I under I undersold it, and uh, I'm pretty sure he had three blocks as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean. He had like a, he was like a little bit inefficient start of the game, like the first half off, and then he just completely like as they pretty made the cut, like they they live and die by him, really. So as he they made their comeback, he just heated yeah. the hell up. Um, yeah, no, he got an early I, foul on that game, and like Indiana kind of took over when he went, left the court, but yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like he's still gonna walk away, run away. Like, this was a kind of a battle of like hypothetical wooden candidates, but he's. He, there aren't really hypothetical wooden candidates because he's just running away with it. Still, he's yeah, like despite this, he arguably had a better game on on his, on Jackson Davis's court. I, I think so. I think the one thing is he doesn't look particularly well equipped to deal with a, like a big man like Trace, like who's just like that athletic. Like I don't like I don't think you want him guarding someone like that necessarily. But like how many guys like that are are there in the country? Like Trace is kind of pretty unique among big men. Trace like shot under fifty percent from the field, so it's not like. He kind of torched Edie by any means. True, true. It wasn't. It, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how much Edie even like guarded him individually either. Like it was, it really was just like a situation mm-hmm. where like if Trace can get downhill and move around, like they're just kind of different guys. So like it's not even. I'm not criticizing Edie for that. It's just he's not the perfect defensive big man, really. But man, whatever. He's the I, best. I don't, I don't know how Purdue doesn't end up with more three second violations because that man just sits in the lane. Like he doesn't. Even if like they're spreading like five out wide, he's just not gonna leave the lane. Yeah, yeah, because he's a bit of a cheat code there. But he, and I, yeah, it just 
they have a strategy. It's very effective. It'll win them a lot of games. I just don't love its ability to consistently beat every team. So we'll we'll see how the rest of the season goes for them. I'd expect Purdue to take another loss, so kind of. I, I kind of doubt they just continue to like wipe the Big Ten like they have. Yeah, the road the only road games they have left are Northwestern, Maryland, and Wisconsin. So that's I think those are all winnable games for them on the road. And then Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, and Ohio State are obviously not Ohio State, but Iowa, Indiana, and Illinois are probably three of the toughest teams to play. But those are all home games and I don't know, Purdue's a pretty solid home team. Yeah. No, I mean yeah, I, I just no, I, I my faith in them isn't is just super is not super high, but like still, it's like it is. I know, like they're they're really. I don't know. Yeah, and it feels uh, like there's, I, enough, there's enough guard play around him to like that. It's like if he like complete like goes off the court, they're not going to just like completely lose a game in that. Like obviously they were still they went down, but they were still in it, and um, but yeah, they're very reliant on him, and they'll go as far as he takes them. Part of the re- but like part of the reason I think maybe people are lower on them coming into the season is that people thought they would have literally nothing else, but they have had some level of like they're they have a couple of freshmen playing pretty well. Um, yeah. they've gotten more help from expected sources. He's, even if it is, he's taken an incredible step up from last year. Yeah, and like, it, even if last year he was playing behind, um, oh my god, uh, Jaden Ivy and like, like well, I mean playing with Jaden Ivy, so he was kind of more of the focus. So Edie didn't have to like put up like the crazy numbers he only played 19 minutes a game last year because Travion was still on the team um but so people didn't really know if he could take that step and boy has he yeah yeah okay um we can get to my number one i guess which is alabama uh they're they're sitting on a three loss team all quad one losses um they're third in the uh simple rating system as of today but i doubt that i mean i don't yeah i doubt that, that anything that happened yesterday impacted them um they didn't do anything this week. They beat two trash teams in the SEC. The SEC has just some complete bottom dwellers at this point. So there are just weeks where you're not really doing a whole lot. Um, and the main reason I have them over Purdue at this point is they just have like a better high win. And I think both teams are kind of just like most of their wins are pretty like, like these are like teams that are solidly in the tournament, but not teams. I'm like, oh yeah, I think that team's pretty good, especially good. Uh, so I'm just giving it to Al, like a clear, like top, top line win. Yeah, I agree that that Houston win is probably still one of the best um, on the season. Uh, but I disagree with you about, like, the quality of the remaining wins because, like, let's – got to get my Purdue page back up. I have Zach Eady. Um Purdue has – that win, they have wins against – what is it? Marquette, Duke, uh, Gonzaga, West Virginia – so those are all like solid like tournament teams i think marquette and gonzaga are like top 15 teams outside of alabama like they they have wins against teams that are close to backing their way out of the like tournament north North carolina like is playing horrible like they're currently playing right now and losing to wake forest and might be like a bubble team by the end of the day Mississippi State's like no not good anymore. Michigan State's lost like five of their last seven. And then Arkansas is like looked like a good win is not great anymore. I'll give the Arkansas one to them just because it was on the road at the very least. That I think that still counts as a pretty quality win. Um your Michigan State and North Carolina though literally are the two teams that are forty four and forty five in the net right now. On so they beat them on a neutral court. 
those teams take one more loss and they're both outside. Those are both quad two wins at that point. Yeah, that's going to be um, tonight for North Carolina unless they've turned it around. Um, oh yeah, yeah. For so yeah, that that that. So I I completely get what you're saying in terms of the surrounding wins for Purdue. I'd say definitely it, that does go in their favor. Um, so it so it is kind of how where how do you want to pick like between the top end win the the one numbers and the like. I I I get Purdue at number one is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So yeah, for Alabama, like I'd probably say that like uh even like. Arkansas is like an 11 seed in Lenardi, and I think Michigan State was still like an eight or a nine, so that's probably their second best win. That's a team that Purdue swept, like in two matchups. So, and that would probably be Purdue's like fourth and fifth best win. So I don't know. I, Alabama obviously has that top end win, and then Purdue obviously Purdue, is also- Purdue has like- lost to the degree that Alabama has with that crazy Oklahoma loss. That that's fair, but Purdue also is doing these with like some pretty razor thin margins. Yeah, like at least Alabama, like Alabama has killed like these are weaker quad ones opponents, but besides North Carolina, I think these are all like pretty darn decisive, um, decisive quad one wins. Yeah, they have a win against Memphis that was only a three point, uh, win. And but like not- SEC play, they've been like they're undefeated, and only one of those games has really been that close. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm not. I completely get Purdue at one. Um, I just, I, I think it is at this point. I have a big top tier, so it is. There's a lot of teams I'm kind of splitting hairs on uh, up here. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. And talk to. Uh, we actually have different teams as well for two. So yeah, number two, uh, I got Arizona. I got um Houston. I'll just start with Houston because it's really boring. Uh, they did nothing again this week. They played honestly, like honestly, they played probably played one of the hard weeks they had left, but it was Wichita State and Temple on the road. Um. And those are like quad two games, but like, yeah, it's just, I, yeah, it's kind of who cares with Houston. I mean, that Temple game was a battle for first place in the American. <laughs> yeah, which really, yeah. Yeah, no, it goes to show like their case is really, they're one number. They're pretty one number dependent on their case. They're still one in the net. They're one in the simple rating system. And they're, um, and they're like schedule really favors a, a strong uh, one number like ranking just because they, true, but. Like Charleston and like teams like that, like really don't do well in like the yeah, one numbers. Charleston's like Charleston's like not the good team. Like I, I'm not a <laughs> Charleston. Like that's a bad comparison. <laughs> like, like just because you have like a light schedule doesn't mean like FAU also like is like yeah having a light schedule isn't like a isn't a cheat code necessarily. Yeah, but it's easier to like separate yourself from like the other top teams. I'm saying is like you you'll you have more chances to get like one of those big margin boosts like like net boosters. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So it, it's yeah, they're they're yeah, but so their case is that, yeah, there was one number base. We can just move on to Arizona. Well, yeah, and there there are two losses like are to that Alabama team you have ahead of them, and then Temple by one. Um, and the thing is, like their best win is road against Virginia, which that's a win that you don't you don't even love anymore because you got Virginia pretty low these days. Yeah, although by what did the most for them by X probably still is that Virginia win, but that the because that was on the road, but the St. Mary's win is probably really helping their net right now, also. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but yeah, so Houston, it's it's obviously like we were talking about this. We saw we saw uh Purdue lose and Tennessee had lost earlier that week, and we kind of had a discussion like, are you gonna have Houston number one? Like, are they is Houston gonna back their way into number one just by playing that American schedule? and we both uh, held strong and decided not to go with Houston, but uh, there's Houston could by the end of it just 
by virtue of having two losses. Maybe bet on who was like the overall one seed going into March Madness. I'd probably bet on Houston just because it seems like the safest one. Like, yeah, because like they don't like Arizona is going to have to play UCLA at least once, maybe twice. Like Purdue's going to have to play like they got like, the regular yeah. schedule, and then they're going to play tough teams in the tournament as well. The Big Ten exactly surprise me. Like Purdue, it wouldn't like they. It, I think they're the best team in the Big Ten on night to night, but it wouldn't surprise me if they like have if they just like lose to Illinois and Indiana like randomly. Like it's just like it seems possible like and they're just not they're just not that opportunity for houston yeah and then your one alabama has a road game against tennessee in a in a week so and they have one game against oh, that's so lame yeah only yeah but still they and then they got they end the season with three like tournament quality teams ish and ish alabama's got a cupcake but they have one tough one so obviously like if they lose to that it's gonna be like houston just looks like they have like the cleanest case for to get to number the number one overall seed which i don't know it'll be interesting to see if that like means anything because they have been questionable they've definitely been questionable i mean i think half this year is going to be really important so like if if the overall one seed does turn out to have like it's not it seems pretty unlikely that they will have like a way easier path than the other one seeds but like it could be meaningful yeah no everyone's gonna see a big 12 team along the way it feels like so there's gonna be a lot of Big Twelve teams in there, like four, five, like three spots. So, or or round three is just gonna end up being like a, a rematch of big, the Big Twelve. Like the Big Twelve is just gonna. Yeah, I was looking at Lenardi's bracket and it was like kind of like projecting, and I had a, a Kansas Kansas State matchup. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be that would be quite something. That would, wow, that'd be fun. Um, yeah, so let's get to let's get to Arizona because I think they're the more more interesting teams to discuss at this point. Um. Yeah, do you want to go? Yeah. So Arizona, their uh, three-loss team, like not too many teams are at three losses or less. Like it's the teams that we've discussed so far, um, plus Charleston and FAU. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Arizona, th- their losses aren't great. One of them is a quad two loss, uh, and all of them have been by more than 10 points. They also like had a, like a twenty point loss to Oregon on the road. They avenged that by beating Oregon by twenty five this week, um, and obviously that doesn't mean anything. But their schedule like still is shaping up to like look pretty good. Like they have their top wins are UCLA and Tennessee, who are top ten teams for both of us. And then they back that up with wins like a fourteen point win against Indiana. They beat Creighton and San Diego State. Um, I think. Yeah, those those are five teams that are ranked, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 Five teams that are, and then yeah, five teams that are ranked. Yeah, and besides San Diego State, like these are all just like these aren't like it doesn't feel like fluky ranked teams. Like these are all teams like coming into like these are all pretty like established coming into the season. These teams were expected to be good. These teams turned out to be good. Like yeah, and they've won all of those games. They haven't lost to like one of those top teams. The only detractor for them is their like random losses. So that's probably why they aren't higher but i i extremely consider them for the one spot just because i think their wins are unmatched i get that completely i ended up having them at five although i had texted us at four and like like i don't like losing to kansas isn't that big a deal but they're probably not going to still be at four at the very least um i imagine at least kansas will be ahead of them um but i i completely get understand with the wins uh i do think that like as you mentioned the losses are a bit of an issue and the margin is a bit of an issue also it's the fact that while it is two quad one losses um, and then a quad three. Um, 
Quad three. It, or uh, quad two, sorry. Yeah, quad three, my bad. Um, they're kind of questionable quad one teams, even if they're like they're on the road, but they're on the road to team two teams that like I, I guess I think we've talked about this before. There are two teams where it's like, Go ahead. Uh, I just like I'm not a hundred cents. Like I would be I don't know if I'd bet on either of those teams making the tournament at this point. Yeah, like, none of them are like currently that. on the bubble. Um for Joe Lenardi. Actually, sorry, Oregon's first four out, but that's like just like recently they got there. So they're not great losses, but I don't know. When, like with like as we discussed, like Alabama like has like that one great one and then like a bunch of things like here and there. Like Purdue doesn't have like great top end stuff. And then uh Houston obviously like they just haven't had chances. And so I don't know. Arizona of these teams just has like five wins that like could be top three wins for a lot of these teams. I mean, if we're talking about what teams have the best wins in the country, um, if uh, like non-Big 12 category, like we'd probably, I, I, I imagine we'd have trouble getting far anywhere past Arizona, really. Um, so that that's certainly fair. Um, and then the other thing is they're not killing the one numbers. They're 10 in the net and six in the simple rating system. Uh, but then I still have them on this tier with like all these other teams that we've mentioned so far. Uh, so I, I get The margins of I their wins have been probably a big detractor for that. Yeah. Yeah, although it's interesting that they are lower in the net than then you don't usually see that with a low loss team. Um anyway, yep, though, but I have them at five, basically four. So like I, I get this area. Uh do you want to just move on to number three? Two teams yeah. we've already talked about. Three I have Houston. I this is the end of the top tier for me. Uh Houston just a two loss team with only seven points of negative margin. So Yeah. Yeah. It, like I, I gotta consider them, but uh they just don't win that many huge games and well no they need to start blowing out these like kind of like the better of the rest of their schedule like i'd like to see them like put up numbers on memphis or something or just show me that you're actually like that dominant yep no that's completely fair i got purdue at three uh we already we already discussed that i I think plenty uh so we can just move on to our number four teams yeah four i have alabama uh starting a new tier um obviously i consider them but like just the lack of a great second win was kind of what held me back from having them on that top tier. Yep, that's that's fair. I mean, I already talked about what I like about Alabama's resume, so we'll get to my four, uh, which is Texas, who obviously lost last night. So we're doing this podcast Tuesday. Um, so pre, so you know, like these rankings happen. We did these rankings pre that, so that that explains why they're this high. But I still think, like obviously, the Kansas loss isn't a huge deal, um, and that's just another thing. Like it's another lost to one of the, like the best teams in the country and then Illinois. So it's like their losses are at this point still are just like absolute elite teams um across the board. Yeah. Um it's, it's impressive all their losses. And then they just also have like they've been on a kind of run where like the lot like the week that we were judging this off of they had probably easily the best week of any team going. They beat Baylor, uh they beat Kansas State on the road. Um yeah, no, those are teams that were like eleven and seven at the time. Yeah, and yeah. the t- only thing that Texas team was really lacking, I feel that that like prior to that was like top end wins in Big Twelve play. They obviously beat Gonzaga, uh, and they beat TCU, but they like as you know, like as we discussed last week, they were they were kind of like a win or two behind uh, most of the other Big Twelve teams we were looking at, and now they're right with all of them. It completely changed my mind. Like I have them, I have them at five, so that's our next uh, spot. But I just. I wasn't like I 
they had like the win against Gonzaga and then uh, Creighton earlier, but like I just wanted to see them have some like another win against the Big Twelve team other than TCU and I guess their best. Um, and they got that. I mean, they they did exactly what I needed to see out of them, and I was willing to move them up seven spots for that. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, you could you had a five. Yeah, yeah, you had a flight through. So you had a five. Yeah, so we're basically in complete agreement with Texas. Um, and like even as like being the top team in the Big Twelve. Uh, I think the one thing is after last night's Kansas game and just like tech, the week Texas had, who are you have a team you're willing to pick in the Big Twelve to go the far? Because I I think it's like I think it's a dumb a dumb question. So like I'm not gonna be like oh my god in two months you pick Kansas State like I think dumb questions are make for an interesting debate. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm not confident. I'm not confident in Kansas, but I want to say Kansas. Yeah, yeah, no, and I like every time I watch a Big Twelve game, I just like I sort of got it. Looks like they're fighting each other out there. Like it, it's like really hard to tell. Like these teams are all like playing like pulse of all defense. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't know. I just I think in terms of like having a guy, Kansas definitely like has has the better like top player. Like Jalen Wilson yeah. is scoring twenty points per game and. Even Grady Dick is like a good number two option for Kansas, but I don't know. Texas has a lot of good guards. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, so it is, what is it between one of those two teams um, for you at this point? I'd even, I don't know. I mean, I'd even consider like Baylor. Um, I don't know. When, I think if TCU got healthy, I'd consider TCU. Yeah. See, I think I kind of would like that. I like, I think TCU is like a fun, like a fun, less, like I mean, they're all top fifteen teams at this point, basically. But I think that's a fun, more interesting, less discussed one. Uh, because yeah, as you mentioned, they're like they've been missing one of their best players the last couple games. Um, like before, even like they've had two guys out actually. I didn't even realize it. Um, oh yeah, um yeah, and then besides, yeah, it really is just it is a cluster. It, I'm I'm really excited to see how the Big Twelve tournament plays out. Yeah, Eddie Lampkin, their big man's been out. He's only played 19 games this season. So he's missed four of their games. And then Mike Miles, their leading scorer, is out for this week. So TCU fell down the rankings. But I don't. I haven't lost too much faith in them because of that. No, no, neither. I We both had them top 15. They ended up the lowest-ranked AP team. Um, and we're, I don't know if we're really going to get to that. And it's not like we're that much higher than the AP on them. Um but I did think it was interesting that they ended up uh, they ended up being the the lowest ranked one at this point. I still think I think I think they're maybe the team I I feel third most comfortable with in the Big Twelve. But I I don't I don't know. Yeah, no, I I don't I couldn't I don't know how the West Coast Conference teams are ahead of TCU still. I guess they have less losses by virtue of schedule. But I put kids off. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, so but we, yeah, so with the, I think yeah, you want to move on to uh number five. Well, I guess we already were discussing Texas, so yeah, and Arizona, who we also already discussed. So we can kind of just keep on keep on rolling to six. Yeah, so we have the same top five teams there, but moving on to six, six and seven, we also have the same teams just swapped. I have Kansas at uh six. Yep. So I have Tennessee at six, and then obviously uh Kansas at seven. Uh, this ends my like first like my big top tier uh so i put my top six teams all the way all in there which felt weird but whatever um still felt tennessee deserved to be on that top uh top tier 
uh, I this may be Tennessee bias that got me that that got me them they got into the top tier because I would have trouble getting them over any of the other teams in that top five. Um, because they they are chilling with two quad two losses, so I think that kind of is like a similar loss resume to Arizona, but then they also have like no like they're like as we were talking about Arizona, like Arizona has like the best wins in the country basically. Um, and Tennessee beat Kansas <laughs> and Texas. They beat the. No, they didn't beat Kansas. Yeah, yeah, they beat Kansas. They beat Kansas and Texas. Two top 10 wins. And then their next best win is... Maryland. Yeah, Maryland's back in there. That was a three-point. And then, obviously, the Auburn game that happened this weekend. Do you count that as a positive or a negative for them, that three-point home win they against beat- I, 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 I mean, they didn't cover, so I'd take, probably count it as, like, a slight, slight negative-ish. But, like, it's very – it would be a very slight negative. Yeah, to go along with an 11-point loss to a team that actually isn't one of their quad two losses, but it's Florida. So that's not an impressive win. Like, I almost count that as a quad two loss. Florida's actually – where's Florida in the net? Florida's 43 in the net, but they have – they're 13 and 10, so not impressive by Tennessee. Hey, if Kentucky just could just win like two games, they'd be they, that would be actually a quad one loss. So <laughs> nobody. Kentucky is so bad. Well, they, saw, and, but there are opportunities in the SEC. I saw some guy like on like when the poll came out yesterday on Twitter. He was like, "How is Kentucky below these teams?" I'm like, "Who is Kentucky beaten other than Tennessee? Look at your schedule. You're like delusional. Like Kentucky has a quad four loss. That, and- that is literally." one win like yeah it's there there is nothing about no it's like the same uh, like at this point like it's like it really is like it is not that different than me like yeah i think utah should talk to me for or something like that yeah no i i don't know kentucky's not good and they're they're gonna they might find a way into the tournament but i think they're good enough to make the tournament like i think they're okay yeah i actually extended my my rankings out to do a a bracket and I had Kentucky as a playing team. Yeah, I maybe like a little bit higher than that, but I I don't know because I, I didn't even they didn't even but I don't yeah I don't even think they ended up on my long list this time around. So they probably would be how many teams was it like? Did, how many auto bids did you give out? Uh, they were the I don't know how many they were just the forty sixth team that I ranked. Okay, yeah, maybe I'd be a little bit higher than that, but that uh, yeah, that's how about right. Uh, anyway, that's not not super interesting discussing the 46 break here in the country. Uh, <laughs> um, we can uh, so yeah, Tennessee. It 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 is just it it. I don't know if I can really justify them being on that tier because it is like they they have, they just don't have a very well rounded resume at this point. Um, I guess it's yeah it, it yeah so it's, it's like it's kind of one number based and then a couple high end wins. Uh, yeah, I don't know, and then also just the fact that I had them number two in the country coming into the season, so. Go balls, I guess. Yeah. So I had Tennessee finishing off this tier. So my tier was Alabama, Texas, Kansas, Tennessee. Um, I had Kansas higher just because they have more wins to kind of to show for them. Kansas is still tied for first in uh, quad one wins with. I would, you have to... Oh, sorry, you were to say. <laughs> yeah, with with nine. So that's before the uh, Texas game. Um, oh, okay. And then they have five. Uh, quad one losses. So all their losses are quad one. Kansas is like kind of the same uh, as Texas, where they've only lost to the Big 12 teams and Tennessee. So 
I'm definitely going to move. I, I had Kansas right behind Texas, so I'm going to flip them in my next rankings, unless depending on what happens Saturday. But yeah, yeah. Who do they play? So they yeah. Oh yeah, Kansas. I mean yeah. They they got beat Oklahoma, I guess, but they should they should be able to beat Oklahoma. Yeah, and right. then West Virginia. Okay, well the Big Twelve. Nothing's guaranteed in the Big Twelve, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, that's a guaranteed win for Texas. All right, moving on. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> What West Virginia currently has like a ten percent chance of beating a team this fall. That that's about like that's about their odds. Oh my god! <laughs> I think I think they should be proud of that. Yeah. All right. Well, I I think those <laughs> seven teams that we have there are like pretty solid. I think it's the is it the same, same seven? No, actually, they do not like Kansas. They they like they got UCLA instead of us. Yeah. Which mm. ugh, I don't know. I I think Kansas. Yeah. I felt bullied to rank UCLA in the top ten. Like, <laughs> I did have UCLA at eight. I can't be like that. Like, oh my god! But I do think Kansas. Like, I definitely closer to having. Hmm? You had them at eight, and I have Iowa State at eight. But yeah, let's talk about UCLA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I mean UCLA is another resume where it's like it's like kind of like Houston's resume where it's just like so boring. Like, what do they do? They play trash. Like, they play both Washington teams at home this week. Like that. Uh, like it's like it's they're playing like like we're talking about. Houston playing two quad two teams. That's what UCLA did this week. Um, they still just have no wins. Um, I don't know. They're doing the best wins, I guess. Maryland's. Like, they still have no quad, like, uh, top 25 wins. Like, Maryland's close, though. Maryland's pushing. Yeah, no, we both considered them this week. But, like, they got U- USC, Kentucky, Maryland, and then what? Is anybody else a tournament team? Oregon's close to consideration. Arizona State, were they on the bubble? They fall. I think they've fallen off the back end of the bubble. But it's just like I, I get that they have four losses and their numbers are good, but it, it's uh, it's so frustrating. It's also interesting that they didn't seem to like suffer that much from losing two games in a week, and then they're just or two games in a row. I guess it's not two games in a week, um, and then they're just like right back up into the top ten without doing like anything to like necessarily be like i i I, yeah i don't know what i'm very interested in this ucla ranking because i think they're like a fine team like i don't like i'm not out on ucla like doing well in the tournament or whatever but it it does just really i mean i guess we're i'm with eight people 100 i i could pick ucla to the final four right now but i just don't think they've done anything to deserve that ranking and i I, but like also like i guess yeah yeah there just aren't that many teams that have much going on i guess so that's really what's going on like, do you want do you want to just move on to like the big because like the, I don't know what to say about UCLA. So like, let's move on to the Big Twelve team you have at Iowa. So you have Iowa State next, and then right after that you have Baylor, uh, which are my next two teams after UCLA also. So these three teams. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I have I have Iowa State, Baylor, UCLA for my eight, nine, ten. You have UCLA, Iowa State, Baylor. So I think Iowa State. I actually. Uh, so I dropped them one spot, even though they did end up losing two. The only team in the Big 12 that hadn't won a game yet uh, in Texas Tech. But they also beat Kansas, so kind of saved their week a bit. But Iowa State has just beaten everybody in the Big 12 at this point. Yeah, yeah, they are not lacking for quality wins at this point. They have, what, four or five, five in the top 15, like in Big 12 play. Um, and I guess they didn't do anything prior to Big 12 play, so like everything, like the resume is pretty heavily that. 
Um, but they, yeah, they just they just beat literally all the other good Big Twelve teams. Yeah, and it's it's not like it's been they like beat Baylor by fifteen, they beat Texas by eleven, they beat Kansas by fifteen. Those are the three other highest Big Twelve teams we have. So I don't know. I'm still pretty impressed. Obviously, they've lost to some teams that aren't as good, like uh, Texas Tech. Oklahoma State, who's a kick bubble team, and then Missouri, who's uh, still pretty co- pretty solid. But they've also had some bad margins going their way with their UConn loss and their Iowa loss pretty early. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, they've had they've taken three losses by over 15. So even though their other three losses are, like, razor-thin margins, uh, they all won possession games, it, it, like, those aren't phenomenal. And as you mentioned, these aren't, like – like, like these aren't like exactly the best teams in the country outside Kansas um, and UConn, who is still one of the best teams in the country. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I get having Iowa State over UCLA. I had them on the same tier. Their wins are clearly way better. Um, yeah, I don't know why I would UCLA hire them. I guess their one numbers are slightly better, but UCLA's one number isn't even like that great at this point. So, so UCLA, like, like their like big thing is they've only lost to quad one teams, but like so is Iowa State, but. Obviously, like if you look at if you like look at like the Iowa State teams, it's Texas Tech, which uh, I don't think that Texas Tech is a team of quality like of Quad One. Like this, it's the only team that Ohio State's beaten oh. this year. <laughs> no, even on the road, Texas Tech is seventy-one in the net right now, so they are that quickly approaching falling out. Like and the fact and the fact that they're in the Big Twelve. They're going to pick up those losses. They're not going to be a quad one. With I think that's going to be a quad two loss by the end of the season. Yeah. So unless I was, they can get hot, it, it was one of their worst losses. But they also still picked up another top win. Um, and I already had them ahead of UCLA, so I kept them that way. And then uh, Baylor, Baylor, I also had ahead of UCLA. What did Baylor do this week? Let's. Baylor had a loss at Texas, close one by five. And then beat Texas Tech by, what's that, twenty seven? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a kind of a negative week. Did you? Did you, so where did you have Baylor? But you still had Baylor go up. I think I still had Baylor go up also because it really. No, I had Baylor drop a couple spots, but like it, it's like it's kind of a negative week, but like only. All right, so we got cut off, uh, but we uh, gonna finish up talking about those bottom three teams in our top ten. Uh, with the problem with Baylor, I'd say, is that they don't have as many wins as some of the other Big 12 teams. Like, they obviously beat UCLA and Gonzaga early in the season, which helped. But of, like, those top teams that we've been talking about in the Big 12, uh, they've only beaten Kansas. So I think that might be why we have them a little higher than the AP poll does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're a fair bit higher than on the AP because the AP poll has not 14. Um I think their resume does compare really well to Iowa State's in terms of their both team losses are very similar to each other in terms of some big margins, some not great teams ish, but all quad one. Yeah, um, I just disagree with in terms of like win quality. Yeah, and then win quality is like obviously like easily in Iowa State's favor. So I think Iowa State is clearly like the better team, but I do think like I mean we both we both had them right next to each other. I I just think that these two teams are like very are very samey in terms of like what the like what the resumes look like. Um yeah, I, I get like I think it also I, I get why Baylor isn't higher than I don't know, Iowa State, but it does seem 
hard. Like it does seem hard to have them below the like a Big Twelve team like Kansas State who has uh, non quad one losses at this point in the season. Um, yeah, I because, don't know. Kansas State just has like the better wins compared to Baylor. Like they've beaten Baylor on their court, they've beaten Texas on their court, and they've beaten uh, Kansas at home. A lot of them are overtime, but um, at least the Big Twelve type wins have been pretty good. But Kansas State didn't play much of a. Uh, uh, outside outer conference schedule. Yeah, so even though Baylor only has one win in conference play, that's really worth anything. They have two pretty high quality wins pre conference play with Gonzaga and UCLA. Um, but at this point in the season, we're especially with these Big Twelve teams who have like had a decent amount of opportunities uh, to get into the top. Well, I, I mean to get to, to like to get past the Iowa State, to Kansas, to, uh, Texas like group, you're gonna need to like rack up four or five of those high end wins. Because all those teams have no bad losses. Uh, Kansas, Texas, at the very least, are doing really well in the one numbers. Um, it's just going to be it, it, it. The like who's the who's the, like the third top like the order of these Big Twelve teams is like, just going to keep. I think switching week in and week out basically because uh, they're not taking any bad losses, so they're not like killing each other's rankings necessarily. But they're also like <laughs> just beating each other, so it's really hard for any of them to actually maintain any momentum. Yeah. So. Baylor's playing Oklahoma at home on Thursday, I believe, or Wednesday, um, tomorrow. And then they play TCU on the road on Saturday. So they have a chance to go 2-0 here and secure that top 10 ranking that we have them at. But I don't know. All these Big 12 teams have chances. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that's like even like I think that's the thing is like even going into the tournament the order that they're ranked in isn't necessarily going to be a great indicator of who's the best one because someone has to win these games. Yeah. And they're I, like, they're just, I honestly think Iowa state is the team I'm least confident in, but I have them third out of these teams. I would maybe agree with that. It's either them or Kansas state for me. So yeah, I don't, I don't know, but the, it, I don't know. Yeah, it probably is Iowa state, honestly. Um, but then they're like, but they just have like, as you meant, like that we're like, we both clearly think they're the third best team because they just have, haven't lost anyone and they beat like have some great wins so yeah it, yeah it's a complete it's just complete blood the blood map and you know like whoever comes out of it is going to be good but so are all the other teams that did slightly worse than them so i i just good luck picking the big 12 <laughs> yeah they're definitely better than virginia who was ranked um marquette like at 10 i get that i think i had marquette at 14 you had him at 12 I probably should have had Marquette a little higher on that tier that I I have Marquette on the same tier of these teams that we're discussing. Um, but Virginia one is just I don't know. Like, really? Do you actually think Virginia's that good? What makes you think that? I yeah, I just don't get the appeal of Virginia like in terms of like I mean what so they beat Gonzaga, right? That's their thing, right? No, yeah. they didn't beat Taylor and Illinois. Beat... Yeah. Yeah, and then they just haven't done anything since ACC play has started. They haven't looked impressive as they've like barely beaten out some of these like absolute dog teams. I don't know. Like, like I guess that they haven't lost to anyone, and they haven't lost. Yeah, they haven't lost anyone bad. But it really, I, mean, I would consider that Virginia Tech road loss that they just had like a pretty bad loss. That's why I dropped them uh, six spots. You dropped them. Where did you have two? Oh, you already had them way, way low. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I think there's a floor to how low I'm willing to like drop Virginia at this point. Like they're like fine, I guess, but like like I don't yeah, know. they're a four loss team with some wins, so it's hard not to have them like still top twenty for, uh, but top ten, like what? How many? They only dropped two spots ahead of Kansas. Like, come on! Like, what are we doing here? Like how? Yeah, I just like how is their resume not like super similar to like Gonzaga's or something? Like it, it just. Like it just seems like very much like in the same kind of they haven't really lost anyone, but they haven't really played a schedule since like non conference play. Like, no, yeah, yeah, they're still finding a way to lose. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm underwhelmed by Virginia, but I don't know. I think that Virginia will continue to win games, but I'm not confident, uh, in their ability to like do well as a top seed. I'm confident, but you get upset as a top seed, so that. <laughs> yeah, I think, they, I think they. I think they might not get out the first weekend. I think they play a style of basketball that leads to being upset anyway, and then they're just not very good on top of that. So. So when they get a two seed, are you going to pick them to lose to a fifteen or not that confident? I'm not pick a fifteen seed to win. I don't think, but like, like that would be like pretty like I don't like unless like I don't even know who would have to end up on a fifteen like. If we somehow get like Oral Roberts on a 15 seed line again, like maybe Oral Roberts, so they're gonna be on a 13. Like they might yeah, be exactly, exactly. Who's gonna like exactly what just wouldn't even make sense? Yeah, I can't imagine actually picking a 15 seed to win, but I will be interested in whatever seven or 10 they get in the second round. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Well, that's our uh top 10 discussion, and we'll move on to the next segment. All right, so we're gonna go through some of the uh, well, the power five plus big east. Uh, discuss which teams were uh, the most confident in uh, for making a tournament run or just in general like we would I don't know if you had to put some money behind who we would back um, start with the ACC uh, their top four seeds at the moment one Clemson two Pittsburgh three Virginia and four uh, Miami and then other teams that might make the tournament or will make probably make the tournament NC State and Duke and then uh, UNC uh, UNC and Virginia Tech still have cases. UNC's cases kind of getting worse with the Wake Forest loss tonight. But which team out of those are you the most confident in? Uh, am I allowed to pick none of them? Is that is that an option? I think that's um, a very good op- option. I'll pick a team just because. I mean, I don't like Virginia necessarily. Um, and I don't think like Tony Bennett playing at like a snail's pace with a mediocre team has a shot at going far in the tournament. So not Virginia, I guess. I wouldn't say they're a mediocre team. I think they're a good team that's been unimpressive, but I, I, I'm not confident in Virginia either. Um, I think you probably know who my ACC team is that I'm the most confident in, uh, especially after their win last night. I think I'd be most confident in Miami. They made the run last year, um, and they added Nigel Pack. So I'd probably go with Miami. Yeah. Yeah. I think Miami's pretty bad, so I'm going to go with Duke. Yeah. I mean, Miami has three guards scoring in double digits, and then they have a uh, uh, double-double threat for a center. So I think they have, like, the build to make it, and they have – Isaiah Wong, who's been in the tournament multiple years and uh, just a lot of options. And they just, like, have flashes more than some of these other teams. Like, 
Duke looks looked horrible against Miami last night, and they turn the. Have you seen how much they turn the ball over? It's like ridiculous for a Duke team. They, I was always kind of critical of Coach K for like, or like I was critical of Coach K's like lack of offense scheme. It doesn't seem like they've. It seems like they've like almost regressed. Like this, there has, there's no, their game. The offense, the game plan is pretty non-existent. It's very noticeable the like they're that they're missing Coach K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get where you say. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Like, because Miami, I think has like probably like the most talented individual players. Like, uh, like a like of like multiple players. Like they, like there's like individual. Like obviously, I like, guess um, Kyle Flabowski is having a pretty good season for Duke. Um, and then USC has ba- or, uh, like Baycott. So like, it's like yeah, we're talking single players. But like yeah, you like the, the like the offensive ability of the like Wong and Pack is going to be pretty hard to stop. Um, so I mean that that may give them a better night tonight floor. Maybe I don't know. We'll we'll I don't know. I I, I would. I'm not going to say I think your them, answer of none of them is a very good answer. Yeah, but I don't want to say like none of them make it out of the first weekend because one of them probably will make it out of the first weekend. Like it's like it's not like they're that awful. I just yeah, I just don't want to have to pick which one's going to make it out of the first weekend. But All I'll right. go with Duke for that. All right, moving on to the Big Ten teams. Uh, the top four seeds are in order: Purdue, Rutgers, Iowa, Maryland. That is before the games. Tonight, so Indiana, who is a, a sixth, uh, has probably moved up a lot. Um, but out of those teams, and out of just all the teams in the Big Ten, what do you think you're the most confident in? Yeah, because Big Ten's interesting. Like, I think there's a few teams that I'm, like, fairly, like, all right with. Um, and then obviously, like, so Purdue's, off, like, the pretty obvious answer. Like, they're number two. They're the number one team in the country right now. Uh, they have, like, the number two, one player in the country. Uh, they have the number one offense in the country by a mile, according to Kempom. Um I don't know if I trust. I mean, they, Ken Palm's given twenty first best defense in the country. I'm all. I'm still a little skeptical on Purdue's defense. Um, like Edie's obviously like playing Edie thirty minutes a game is effective, but I think there's going to be guards that just give him fits in the tournament. Like he's just like he, eventually someone's going to make him guard space. Like like a, like an NBA level guard is going to make him guard space eventually. Yeah, um, and he, it's, just, it's hard to like force those matchups as much in. Uh, in not the switch, but he. Like the even Indiana was doing like just like getting him in pick and roll and he just like doesn't move his feet like he's like an all right like for a seven four guy I think he's actually a pretty good athlete but like he's still a seven four guy like he sits back in the paint on those and like you can kind of yeah he wants to pull up yeah uh, so I um so I'd probably go Indiana I guess but I don't know what do you think I like Indiana as well um but. I'm completely turned around on this Iowa team. I we had our the only conference we ended up previewing was the Big Ten, and I said I I don't even know if I gave Iowa uh, tournament like making as their ceiling after like their start. So I was completely wrong about that, and I'll admit that. And they they look pretty good now, and Chris Murray obviously is an NBA uh, prospect. Yeah. Yeah, I'm this Iowa team seems like identical to last year's. Like, I, if I'm talking pretty question Purdue's defense. This Iowa defense is like the same. Like, they they're the same guys as last year, and that team was <laughs> really not working out. Yeah, no, Iowa the, last year, like they ended up being really hot to like end it, and then obviously lost their first round matchup as a. I think they were the five seed. Yeah, and 
So that was obviously underwhelming. So that gives me a little bit of concern with picking Iowa to make a deep run again. But I don't know. I'm I'm not too confident in Rutgers. Illinois worries me with. Uh, I just feel like if they had a if they played a, against like a pretty solid big, they might struggle. Um, and then there seems like Maryland, uh, Northwestern. I just don't think they're gonna be able to figure no, it out. No, I agree. Which I agree with that I still. But that's a little bit iffy. Well, I don't know. Not 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 huge. Not super sold on. They can sit like in the Illinois be a consistent uh consistent team. Yeah. All right. Should we move on yeah. to the Big Twelve, which we kind of already discussed in the uh, top ten segment? But um, yeah, the top seeds are Texas is was uh actually Texas is still at one. Iowa State two, Kansas three, TCU four. Yeah. <laughs> as we said earlier is it, the like, top? Yeah. is it kansas and texas do you think that you're the most confident in uh yeah kansas texas and i said tcu earlier so i'm just gonna i'm gonna stick with those the top obvious top two and then i think tcu for like a little bit like of a weirder one uh but even that's not that weird like they're top they're top 16 team in the country also so yeah no i'm like fairly confident in almost all these teams iowa state like based on like current ranking and where i would put them actually in my like like if I did a power rankings of these teams, I would say would probably be lower than their actual like Big Twelve ranking, but I don't know. They're all just very. <laughs> it's just the Big Twelve. Like I wouldn't be shocked if we see four out of the six of them make the Sweet Sixteen. Maybe even I don't know if half of these teams made the Elite Eight. I would not be shocked. <laughs> like, see, that's where I maybe start. Like that seems a little, but I could, yeah, for like half the half of them in the Sweet Sixteen does not seem like, like, outside the question of all. Yeah, that does not seem crazy at all. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we, were, we were kind of talked about that earlier. So let's yeah. move on to the Big East. I think I know your answer for the Big East. Connecticut. Yeah, UConn really kind of they uh they flipped. I have not. They flipped their narrative tonight. That's fair. The Kelly Marquette definitely helped that a lot, but I just like I just think that there's not. I don't know if there's a team in the country that I believe like has as much talent across the roster as Connecticut at this point. Like that, they're just like it. Just every single dude is like is doing relevant stuff. Like I don't know if they have like a guy who's like even like necessarily one of the like absolute top players in the country. Although I think you could debate that. Um, with but like they they're just these dudes are defense everyone's playing defense and everyone can do a little bit on offense it's just like the starting line like we're get like you'll get random like you get random but like i oh god i just think this seems so good yeah i kind of so i i think uconn is like very likely to go on a run i think they're gonna they're finally finding their footing but i also think xavier has a really deep offensive team like a lot of their guys can score so if one of them like is cool like any of them can pick it up. Uh, Fremantle, he's out until some point in March, so that is a concern. But, I mean, they have uh, – Jack Nunji is just scoring under 15, but they have four guys who are above 15 points per game, uh, and all of them are shooting really efficiently. And Sule Boom has been, like, one of the best transfers. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm, I am I love Xavier's offense, so uh, – I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a deep run, but I agree with you, UConn. They just like they have a solid, a really solid offensive and defensive center. Um, and then Hawkins is a good st- scorer. And then they have just people around them that can like make threes and 
should be pretty good. No, yeah. I the only issue I think the Fremantle thing is like a, like kind of a, I maybe I, I may take that as a bigger issue just because I think the margins are thin enough among these teams that if you don't have a player like if you're missing a player like that, um, like TCU is going to need to break it like like what they said was a month like the with, like when they get oh what was the name the MM oh my god um yeah miles something uh if you're like yeah if you're missing like a players of that quality like it really is mile uh Mike Mile like if you're missing a player of that quality like I think the margins are thin enough that it's just gonna be really hard to. Continue, like continue being like a real contender to me, uh, but I do like. Otherwise, I do like Xavier. Uh, I don't know. I think, yeah, I, don't know pick. I think there's optimism that Xavier uh, Fremantle could be back by the time the tournament starts. So that's kind of where I'm still believing in them. But obviously, yeah, that is pretty big concern as their main big. But Nunji is still very solid big. Uh, and I think yeah, they just have a pretty round, like rounded offensive team with guards and and uh, forwards. So if they do have full health, I expect Xavier to win a couple of games at least. One thing I didn't realize, whether or not we're not neither of us mentioned Marquette, because I think they're pretty good. Yeah, another, but the interesting thing about Marquette is literally every single player on the roster is like a like no older than a junior. They do not have a single singer senior contributing to this team right now. That's impressive. Yeah, and I don't think there's like a guy who's like a necessarily NBA prospect either. So this Marquette team could be like a national championship contender, like next year, like pretty easily. Yeah, that definitely could like be an issue for this year, like just like not having that experience and that uh, like just the 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 experience. But um, next year, yeah, that should absolutely set them up for success. It will probably be yeah. Mostly juniors, so I'm not ruling them out this year, like either as being like a like going on a little bit of a run. But I think I just good look. They could be they could be absolutely insane next year. Yeah, but it's kind of what we thought about. Uh, Creighton and Creighton didn't really end up doing as good. I as mean, I, Creighton's coming back around. Also, Creighton had to replace um uh one of, like they had, they lost one of their best players last year, didn't they? Oh my God, what's his name? That. The freshman? No, no, no. They didn't. Not no one grad. Didn't they like? Oh, uh, because they. Their big thing was that they had their. They were bringing back all their like top top end freshmen. But I thought they were losing someone pretty important to their team too. Uh, yeah. Ryan Hawkins is gone, right? Yeah. They had two. Yeah, they had two seniors could uh, could like as like part of their like main rotation. Like they, they I don't know. Yeah. But, but like. Another reason like, I. They, Go ahead. Uh, no, I, there were like Dayton was like that, and Dayton's completely shit the bed. Virginia was like that, and they like they they're fine. But I thought Virginia was like going to be like a real full on championship contender coming into the season. So definitely, it's not a hundred percent. But what I, I, don't, I think UN, UNC UNC UNC. Yep, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, but another reason I like the Savior team is yeah, there's other six like highest like minutes guys. Five of them are seniors, and the one that's not a senior is a junior. So, experience, age, I think, uh, yeah, Xavier should be set up for a pretty good run. But let's move on to the uh, SEC. So, the seeding is one Alabama, two Tennessee, three Texas A&M, and then four Auburn, and then some teams below that might make the tournament. It's a two. It's a two-team race for this. Yeah, yeah. and as much as I love Tennessee – I don't really 
baffled even Tennessee's ability to consistently beat bad teams. Um, so if they honestly maybe the thing with Tennessee is if they can make it out of like the first three rounds, like survive the Sweet Sixteen, like they'll have, maybe have as good a chance as anyone at that point. Um, but I don't think I like their chance of making the Sweet Sixteen as much as a team like Kansas or Texas or something like that. Yeah, they um, just, and then this, they just seem like a pretty like a team that doesn't shoot well consistently, and like their defense like gets them through like most of those games where they don't shoot well. But once they play like a team that's actually like such a tough offensive firepower that like they like need to match it, like I I'm not too confident in Tennessee kind of like matching like a team blow for blow if it becomes. If if the if their defense can't completely hold the team back, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see how they handle Alabama later in the season. So they haven't really, like, I guess they got Kansas at this point, and Kansas has a pretty high powered offense. Um, and they beat Arizona too. Uh, yes, they've they've done it so far. I I think lost there. I'm not. Wait. So oh, they beat Texas. That was the other big one. So yeah, they beat yeah. So I'm not. I think once they get into those big games, I like them as much. Like I think that I like them as much, if not more, than any of the best other best teams in the country. Um, it's just we've also seen that they can just lose to just like completely random teams because they're willing to play games that end up being like fifty-five to fifty. Yeah, yeah. I just thought, yeah. My worry is that they won't win a fifty-five to fifty game three times in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's one hundred percent. Hmm. I'd say Alabama too for the SEC. Yeah, Alabama's really, really well-rounded. They're top tempo team in the country, so I think they're pr- the perfect team to beat these like mid-level teams. Uh, like we obviously saw them get blown out by Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma. Um, but like I think by and large, for the most part, like that, like if you're like a bad, I just would have trouble seeing like a really bad team beating Alabama. So that that's really the big difference between these two teams for me because I do, I still, I I like Tennessee. I just. Uh, Yep. All right. Let's move on to the Pac-12. It's the last one we got. That's also another one that's kind of a uh, two-headed monster. So UCLA's one in the rankings just because of not in the rankings in the standings for the Pac-12, just because Arizona's had those weird Pac-12 losses. So Arizona's two, USC's three, and then Utah's four. And then behind that, there are just teams that are wrong side of the bubble. Yeah. This is hard. I. I. Honestly, if I had to make a bracket today and pick a winner, I might pick Arizona. So I'm gonna go Arizona for this. Like, oh, okay, okay. But I do like UCLA. I think they're a Final Four contender just because they have some solid, experienced guys. No, that's the thing. I think that's where I'm at with both these teams. I think they're both more in the Final Four contender. Like, I don't know if I believe in either of them. I don't know. I don't doubt them. Like, if I had to like make a list of the top like five teams that I think are most likely to win, I don't know, top 10 teams that are most likely to win a national championship, I think they'd both be in there. Um, and then it's a question of which one to actually prefer. Wow. Yeah, that's brutal. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm going to go UCLA just because I believe, like, that it's kind of the same team that's existed, like, like, like they lost a decent amount of players from the team that made the final four a couple years ago, but it's yeah. still like a lot of the players. It's pretty similar, like skeleton minus like Johnny Juzang. That's like he was obviously their main scorer. So yeah, so they've like it definitely like they've I think they've lost more. Yeah, so they, it's not like it's UNC or like it's been two years. It's going to be impossible to fully maintain roster. 
but it is like if you remember that run you'll remember the players the main players on this team from that run like it's the same the guys have basically just stepped up there yeah tiger campbell and jaime hawkes are still their main two guys so yeah 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 so i guess ucla but god damn do i not feel comfortable about which yeah i i it's it's hard it's hard to go either way with that one yeah i might end up two seasons in a row picking uh arizona to be my championship team i had arizona last year and i'll do it again did i pick last year i think you're on gonzaga now probably that sounds right <laughs> all right well yeah uh, well, we've done all this. We we talked about all these contenders. Like, what? Well, so let's yeah, let's let's do it. Let's pick pick a pick a pick a champion, right? Yeah, we we just talked about all these contenders. Pick Arizona. Arizona's my champion. Okay, so you are going with Arizona. Yeah, I was hoping you would take a little bit more time with that because I have to think. Um, say Tennessee, I dare you. <laughs> I think I'll be from the like SEC. Like, I, like I clearly am, I'm not willing to like go that far with Kelly. I think I could maybe get them in my top ten, maybe, but maybe. Um. Ooh, do I wanna? Yeah, I'm gonna go. Wow, shock. You're going. You... Oh, like. No, no, I don't think so. I think I like. I like Connecticut. I think. I knew you were gonna say Connecticut. <laughs> you'd be you'd be confident yeah. them going as like a five seed and having to play, like a four, then a one, then a. To what two or three, and then probably another one. It's it's a tough it's a tough path from a five seed. No, it is a tough path. If I I'm I think they're good enough that I'm I'm thinking they should be like on a three seed line by the time the tournament rolls around. Yeah, no, that's definitely possible. Um, that's a fair point. Like if like that's base, you're that's fair. That because like if if the bracket tournament next week, then yeah, I'd probably have trouble picking a five seed to win the national championship. Uh, but if if they can get up to a three, then you know, then I think I, that's good enough. Yeah, yeah, no, and then does, even like yeah. Kansas, Kansas, I could see repeating. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one to choose this this year. Yeah, God, I'm really excited to make this bracket. I mean, it's not like I'm never not excited to make my bracket, but this I think this is gonna be a fun bracket to make. Yeah, and and this year, I am praying that we, if I remember correctly, last year was just like no buzzer beaters. There was no like game winners that happened last year. There was not like as much excitement like down the stretch like of some of these games i hope we make it up with just buzzer beater after buzzer beater i am ready for some college basketball some march madness basketball i might take a day off work <laughs> yeah that yeah i i may still not have so let, let's let's go <laughs> um yeah yeah I'm, this is i think it's gonna be a really fun march madness though just seeing just even seeing what the bracket looks like it's gonna be really exciting just because yeah it's just I, the path for all these teams, all these teams that we like, the path is going to be so interesting for them. Like it's like because I just think that's going to change so much. Yeah. Like if I like stuff like having to play like in the same like a five seed UConn in like the Sweet Sixteen, like I don't know, like that that makes things a little bit sketchy for uh, any one seed. And I'm not as confident as like a. I feel like last year, like years before, there's been some like teams around the bubble where I'm like they could win a couple games. I don't look at any of the bubble teams. Really, I think. Watch out for them. But I thought, I'll say it back, gets back on the bubble. <laughs> I feel like we end every episode with some sort of mention of what I was saying. 
it's just a sign we've lost our mind. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about. Uh, I think we'll have another good, interesting rankings next week, and uh, prep another segment. But thank you for listening, and uh, tune in next time.